can we get an episode of Coach Street on the six ways to cook a chicken? Welcome to Coach Street, the premium podcast that brings you insider coaching conversations from the fast lane. When coaches need to shift gears, they come to the Coach Street Podcast. Grab a coffee and buckle your seatbelts as hosts Andrea Lee from The Wealthy Thought Leader and Robin Logan from Coach Campus learn what drives the world's most successful coaches. Hi everyone, welcome to Coach Street. This is episode seven, how to deliver awesome value to your clients. Woo-hoo. I'm Robin Logan. I'm Robin Logan, and jumping in before I've even got to her name because she's so excited and so awesome is Andrea Lee. Hi, Andrea. Hey, hey, this is a great topic. (laughs) Did you eat jelly beans for breakfast or something today? No, but I, you know, I ate a whole bag of them last week, so they might still be, you know, impacting me. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, could be. Okay, I love it too. I just love the word awesome. You know, we didn't have that word growing up. (laughs) I don't know about you. Did you? You were ripped off. I don't know because I think it might have it's an American word more than Australian We're like oh that's so awesome I shouldn't do accents <laughs> <laughs> you know it's funny because it, in North America I find that it's overused which yeah, is interesting yeah. so it's all relative and actually that point is a good one to sort of kick off on because coaching being as wonderful as it is oftentimes people come knowing what they want or at least they think they know what they want but in order to deliver extra awesome coaching sometimes we need to dig a little bit deeper and go beyond the usual suspects so part of the reason why I thought this would be such a great topic Robin yeah I totally agree and it's and particularly if you've been working for a client for a long time like I don't know about you but I had clients for two years or more Mm-hmm. And that's a really long-term relationship. And sometimes they do rock up to a session with not really, you know, no disasters have happened. Things are on track. Whatever it is that they were, they came to the coaching for is happening. But, you know, they don't want to cancel the coaching. They would still want to be coaching. But there's just nothing in that moment that's really coming to mind. Have you experienced that? Definitely. Um, it's like, you know, they've ticked off all their wish list and now they get to have extra and they don't know what to have that's extra. Um, yeah, I know. And it's mm-hmm. that, that moment where you go, hi, how are you going? Good. So what are we working on today? Oh, I don't know. Things are pretty good, you know. I don't really have anything. <laughs> okay, what do you do in that moment? Andrea, what do you do? Well, and, I, you know, just to preface that with a tiny note, too, it's also a really, we're going to cover some really good topics for you, especially if you're newer as a coach and you have no idea. So this is for all our listeners of the lovely Coach Street. Yeah, what do I do? My go-to place, and this is actually even if the client comes to me with a very specific agenda, um, is to ask what they're tolerating. So what are they putting up with that's really got them grumpy, that's got them in a bad mood, they're under underproducing, the obstacles that are in their way, all the little what we call tolerations to make a noun out of the things that you tolerate are a rich and fertile arena for 
a lot of coaching. And um, this can be new to some people who haven't yet, you know, heard of this concept. But it's funny, Robin, you know, the, the prevailing wisdom about playing to your strengths. Mm-hmm. You know, you're supposed to play to your strengths. And so I actually believe slightly differently from the per- point of view as a coach, and it's how I do it, is that I think that playing to your strength is great, but that if you will focus on your weaknesses and improve them, like taking what you're tolerating and putting up with and improve those, you actually sometimes stand to, imp- you know, give, give yourself even more momentum than if you were to work on your strengths. Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, why not? I think it's just, I think that strengths-based thing is really, to be fair, more about saying don't focus solely on your weaknesses, right? Because you absolutely have to do that. But, you know, this tolerating thing, it's such a great concept. You know, Even talking about it is making me want a session on it because I think tolerations, well, mine anyway, they, they become invisible. They're like these sort of like weeds in the garden that they start really little and you think, oh, yeah, I must do something about that. And then oh, you know, life happens and you get better at tolerating. In fact, I'm very good at tolerating. (laughs) Then before you know it, you're actually putting up with things that are really getting in the way. So I'm just trying to think, have you got an example of your, I can give you one example. It's not even a major thing, but the bottom drawer in our fridge dropped off like six months ago, really a long time, just too many big things of orange juice and it just dropped off. And so that's one entire space missing. So I'm constantly like trying to put like bottles of orange juice on their side and cramming them in. And for the first couple of weeks, it was really annoying. I'm like, I've got to do something about that. And then I found a way to just fit the orange juice around the back and do this. And I just started tolerating it. And then I had someone come in and do a bit of help for me around the house. And she was like, oh, what's going on with that fridge? Let's get that fixed. Bang, bang, bang. You know, two days later new new uh, rack on the fridge the feeling of putting the orange juice in the drawer was amazing so I mean there's just a, an example but when you apply that to lots of other things in your life it can make a big difference this is actually central to some of Thomas Leonard's teaching around like you could just spend a coaching relationship dealing with tolerations and it would be incredibly fruitful and valuable to the client um, they will return to you and you'll get a really good reputation. Imagine your life in every way, like when you get up in the morning, the instant you put your feet on the ground, what are you putting up with? Oh, this sheet on my bed doesn't fit exactly right. The floor is cold. I need a rug over here. I go to the bathroom and the hot water is only warm. It's not really hot. I need to change that setting on the hot water tank. Um, the mirror is a little bit, you know, has handprints all over it. I go... Like the list goes on, right? Like, and so if you can bit by bit in a coaching relationship, also in your relationship, because, you know, here at Coach Street, we like to seek to (laughs) over-deliver. It's something that you can do starting today and just ask yourself, how could I improve these little things that are speed bumps in my life that would really make a difference? And, you know, has Thomas Lennon got, uh, is there a product out there that... Oh, I'm just tolerating because I do remember that. I remember him being big on tolerating. There is a toleration-free class that is no longer available, unfortunately. But it, it, the concept is essentially what we're describing. So you've got it. But yeah, yeah. no, I, I thought in his materials. You know, you've published a lot of the materials. Yeah, we haven't yeah, got that part published. Oh well, yeah. we need to create something on tolerating, mm-hmm. don't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because. I think a little worksheet on that would be so handy for coaches Mm -hmm. to use with clients, you know, because it even can extend to behaviors 
and relationships and it's you know the classic saying you you get in your life what you put up with and Mm -hmm. you know particularly if you're in if there's any sort of abuse or abusive relationship going on that can only actually happen if you allow it to happen and it's interesting the minute you just decide you know what I'm not I'm not putting up with that anymore I'm not tolerating that anymore and you draw the line in the sand that's the first step to changing something that you don't like about your life So tolerations are a really strong go-to place to deliver awesome value to your clients. Even if they come to you knowing what they want, you can approach that topic from the perspective of getting rid of the toleration. And what if they say, oh, I'm not tolerating anything? I would would eat my shirt if I ever heard that. (laughs) I really, really would. It's just from, from so many years and so many conversations and experience it. Really, so it's perfect. Okay, then what are we working on for then? Yeah. Why are yeah. You bringing okay. It up? Great. Yeah. Great. That's a great one. Great one. Excellent. Yeah. Okay. Well, the next way to deliver awesome value to your clients, one of the things I like to do is the life spring clean concept, which is just checking in with yourself. I mean, this is just not even with clients. Just I do it on my own life as well. But every now and again, just checking in with your client, are they really doing what they want to do? So even just that question, asking that powerful question, I, is, is what you are doing now what you really want to do? So if you could wave a magic wand, the day that you had today, is that the day that you would have every day? And the reason I think this is a great question is because clients set goals when they first come and we all have some sort of plan or vision of where we're going in the next few years at least. But then life gets in the way and you take on things that you might not have really wanted to take on you know some people have the don't have a very good ability to say no me for example and before you know it actually your life is different to what you had thought it would be mm-hmm. so it is a little bit like a spring clean it's like a decluttering of things that are going on in your life a mental decluttering so I think that's another great exercise to do with Mm -hmm. clients it's just like saying you know with a rocket ship if your life is a rocket ship and you're off course by even a like a 0.01 percent over the course of your life you will end off off course and that's true of all of our clients so asking this question you know pursuing this inquiry Robin that you're suggesting is a really it actually delivers incredible value it's one of those questions that people don't think to ask themselves because they're in it to the degree that they can't they don't realize that they're off course so your value as a coach really goes up if you will ask it of them and also to really ask it more than once because I think sometimes people think that yeah 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 no I'm doing but but really but really really like if you could really really have your way because there's a lot of well I guess it's back to tolerating but a lot of you know sometimes as humans we we have I can't think how to explain it, but you know where you don't, you don't actually realize the vision that you could have for yourself because you've you've had so many people telling you your whole life that it's not possible or you can't possibly do that. You have, you have to settle. It's the settling, it's the settling sort of concept mindset that people get. Mm -hmm. I think if you dig down underneath the settling mindset, you find that actually there are dreams that they might not even have had a chance to consciously bring to the purpose to the to the surface surface yeah the purpose and the surface the purpose and the surface yeah (laughs) so I think that's a really good one and there's lots of exercises for that you know you can do vision exercises for Mm. that which is another great way to deliver awesome value is to you know you can actually do these on the phone you can actually run a, a, a short mindfulness exercise or a vision exercise 
a great one that I often use is, is the Martian from outer space mm. arriving on Earth and discovering your life and deciding to create it in an yeah. entirely new and different way. And look, it's just a silly exercise, but what it does is it enables people to move outside of where they are now and to mm. think about themselves completely differently as if it didn't matter without taking into account, you know, what their husband thinks or what their parents think or what their workplace or their employers or their children to forget all of that and just think about themselves. Mm, I love it. The way that, you know, another really cool thing is similar to that, but also interesting is to imagine that the doorbell rings. So you just imagine it right now, ding dong, the doorbell rings, you go to the door and it's CNN with video cameras rolling. What is it that you race to hide or change and before they come in you have just five minutes those are the things that often are the things that have gone off course. okay I'm thinking what would I race to hide <laughs> kind of for me it's a, at this point it's a little bit late so <laughs> try to live my life in a way that if CNN were to arrive it would be okay you know what I mean yeah, yeah yeah I think I'd just welcome them in and say listen if you want me you take me how you found me that's it this is my like life that. come on I like in that. I think your coaching is done All right. So let's move into the next one is uh, mindset. Mm -hmm. Mindset is, it's kind of, it's especially valuable for clients who come to you asking very insistently for nuts and bolts solutions and tools and tricks. So those of you who are in, say, corporate coaching or business coaching or like financial coaching, different things like that. Oftentimes people are like, I just want to know exactly what to do. Okay, tell me dot to dot, what order and when and, you know, exactly, exactly. And this can be very frustrating. And, you know, obviously, if you're good at what you're doing, you will give them what they're looking for. But to dig deeper into what greater value you can deliver to clients um, is to ask, what's the mindset with which they're approaching the concrete to-dos. So often that those are the roots of what might be at issue. And the to-dos, it doesn't matter how genius your to-dos are if the mindset hasn't been addressed. And so do you find clients can easily do that though? Like how do you identify your mindset? You know, it's one of those things that as a coach over time, I think that you really, you start to gain an intuition but maybe an example or two would help. Just for an example, today I was coaching a business owner who, you know, she's a coach and she's been doing really well one-on-one. So she's just recently launched a group program um, and she wanted to know exactly how she should earn more money. Okay. So she filled her group client group program. And my advice to her was to change her mindset about selling the next group program. Like if her current group program is full, she was like, well, it's full. I need more tactics and how to's about how to make more money. You know, tell me exactly what I need to do. Does it, do I write an ebook? Do I raise my fees? What do I do? Well, in fact, what it was, was just a simple mindset. She thought that she couldn't sell the next group that was starting in a month because she, she, it was the existing group was on. She was delivering that existing group. She didn't know what, you know, if she pre-sold the next month's group program, what kind of money was she going to earn the next month? (laughs) And it doesn't, it almost doesn't matter why she thought it. It's just that she had this mindset that she couldn't. 
And then it's like, well, that's really strange. Why can't you sell that program now and tell people that it starts then and then keep going? So it's like it's questioning your assumptions as well, yeah, isn't it? That's true. Because we all have so many of them going on all the time. That's what I, you know, I love that about coaching. This is one of my favorite things about coaching mm. is when my coach will challenge some of the assumptions that I'm making. You know, does it have to be like that? What, who mm. said? Who said it has to be like that? I love it. So that's sort of a mindset thing. It's definitely a little bit advanced, but it's one of my favorite things because as you get, those of you who are a little bit more experienced listening to this episode of Coach Street know what I mean when I say, you know, you can coach the tactics until you're blue in the face, but if the mindset isn't quite right, you're not going to get as far as you could. So it's some, it's a place to dig deeper, to add more value to your clients. Yeah, yeah. Totally. And and I actually think it's increasingly people are open to that now because there's a lot more written about mindset now. A lot more business people talk about how important mindset is. I've even noticed in bookstores, like if you go to the airport bookstore, one of my favorite places to hang out is the bookstore at the airport. The self-help section and the business section used to be on opposite sides of the Mm. of the store. I don't know if you've noticed this, but they're slowly merging and the self-help sections right next to the business section sometimes in it there's just so many more books now about the uh, importance of mindset to success in business so i think it's a good one all right i would go for delivering awesome value to clients another thing i like to look at all the time is leverage so let me explain what i mean by that you know back in my consulting days when you're trying to get a result for a client there was really only three things you could look at and that's the time money quality thing and you're familiar with this right where you where they say you can only have two of those things which is not good for a girl like me who likes to eat my cake and have it too <laughs> anyway so the concept is that you know there's only these are the these are the limited resources we have at our disposal time and money the main two and so if you want to do something cheaply and you want to do it fast then the quality be hard to, to keep good quality if you want really top quality and you still want to do it cheaply it could take a long time so that's mm-hmm. that's the concept with that but I like to look at that and I love to look at that just with life so forget business that's all you can actually do that so if your client was a business coach that's an easy one to work on anytime is to look at how can you get the result you're getting now with less time or with less money so just that question is a great question for anyone in business or anyone who has a client who's a business coach. And it should be the question you're asking yourself every week. But you can also apply that to your life. Like how can you leverage your time and money? So I'll give you an example. With <laughs> my kids, right? The after-school activities are insane, Andrea, honestly. They're, they're 10 and 8 now. I thought it was tough when they were 3, but when they're 3, they're not really in dance class and they're not playing football, so it's a little bit easier at the end of the day. But now they're playing sport, they're doing all sorts of things. But I really am always looking at how can I leverage, particularly for me, my time. That's my, that's my limited resource is mm-hmm. time. So how can I leverage that? So they want to do all these after-school activities. So what I did is I tried to find activities that were on in the same building at the same time so i found this big sports center that did a swimming squad and girls basketball at the same time and it took a while to find it but i finally did find it and that's what we do now luckily it wasn't 
you know, I didn't wasn't ballet and I didn't make my son do ballet or something like that. It was mm. they did they did actually want to do those sports. But still if I hadn't tried to look for it, I would have been doing them on separate nights in separate locations, you know, driving forty minutes across town. So that's an example. Mm. I I think of that, Robin, for me personally, uh, the way I put it is I'm getting more done than I think. I might not realize it, but I'm getting more done than I think. It's like things are overlapping and it will become clear, more clear later, exactly how productive I've been. So what do you mean by that? So when you're saying just generally speaking, that's how you feel? Generally speaking, as well as specifically, let's say in my business, like, you know, if I'm coaching a client privately, I also know that I'm in a sense writing my next book or preparing for my next workshop. If I'm teaching my next workshop, I know that I'm also, you know, preparing for my next private client, you know, it kind of goes both ways. So that concept of leverage takes the pressure off me to, because, you know, so many of us are overachievers or high achievers. It takes the pressure off me that I can trust that leverage is occurring. But I do, I think it's a way of thinking though, that unless you're aware of it or even know that that's a possibility that it doesn't necessarily happen and I think like I think of this friend of mine Maria who's Spanish her mother used to cook and they were from rural Spain outside of about an hour and a half outside of Madrid and she would get a chicken and cook a big chicken meal casserole thing but she would cook six meals with that chicken so I think what happens sometimes, particularly in the Western world, is you just you roast the chicken, you eat the whole thing, that's it, that's dinner. She would have a broth, a soup come from that. You know, they would take the, all the um, innards out and they'd cook sausages with that. They would have, honestly, about six meals with that one chicken. And that's what I'm, I'm always looking at something, thinking, all right, if I'm going to invest my time and money in this activity, how can I actually get more, you know, get, get two or three times the benefit or the output i love it that's it that's the woman after my heart the six meals from one chicken i love that I <laughs> exactly love that. yeah no i love that can we get a can we get an episode of coach street on the six ways to cook a chicken or six six meals ways to, to cook a chicken, chicken. yeah <laughs> we'll get her get her on as a guest yeah i love it it's making me hungry now okay so next awesome way to deliver value to your clients is financial freedom you're going to talk about that yeah, financial freedom is a fairly obvious one. However, depending on what kind of niche or niche you're in in coaching, it might not necessarily occur to you to deliver value in that arena. However, it is present in every human being's life. So it doesn't matter if you're coaching them on their health, on you know parenting, on uh, career or whatever. Financial freedom is actually a backdrop. It's like the the soup within which your coaching occurs. So don't be afraid to go ahead and relate back to financial freedom and, you know, ask questions like, it's like, well, you know, as you bring up your kids, is the idea of your retirement or providing for their college tuition important to you? Would you like to work on that? Is a simple way to add value to the coaching conversation. Well, like who doesn't want financial freedom anyway, mm-hmm. really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's always got to be a, a topic you can work on. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm just thinking. I, I was actually just trying to answer my own question. Who would not oh. want that? I guess some <laughs> that people, was rhetorical. No, well, it, it was. And then I started to take it seriously. I'm like, well, actually, maybe there are some people who, well, what about the people that are already financially free? Yeah, that's the <laughs> They don't need it. Yeah, that's right. But then what does that mean? Like, you know, how free can you be? I mean, there's very few people 
that I know that are just so completely free that they're not working at all. Even people with really successful businesses, even when they're tight, they have time freedom and flexibility like I do. And like you and I both running really successful businesses, right? And we can just pick up and go if we want to go over here or go there or go on a trip. But it's not like you're not working in the background. Yeah, it's so true. So I think there's always space to have a little bit more of that financial freedom. Yeah. And, you know, quite frankly, I'll add this little piece. And that is that, you know, here now we're talking, you know, 2013 in this decade and that for the next, I would say next decade and a half for sure, this idea of money and the economy and all that is going to be very strong as a trending conversation in, in life for human beings in general. So as a coach, if you're looking for ways in which to add additional value just for the joy of it in your coaching relationships to relate that to the grand scheme of things, like how much debt our society is in, the credit card culture of most of our clients and um, all of that is absolutely, without question, going to be relevant to our clients for a good long time to come. Yeah, yeah. And so do you have any little exercises you do with clients on financial freedom? You know, there are lots of exercises, probably the best place to start that anyone could start with. And it's just a really beautiful coaching question. So anyone listening could use it and then follow an inquiry into it would be to say, you know, have you ever thought about how much money is enough? Mm. Like how much money is in fact enough? And it can be taken as a philosophical question like, hey, you know, I've never thought about enough. What does enough mean? Uh, does it mean not worrying? Does it mean having like 10 times as much as I really actually need? Is that what's needed to feel like I have enough? But it can also apply to a very tangible set of numbers, like a calculation that we often do in, in coaching groups around saying, well, how much reserve is enough? Is a year of financial reserve enough? Um, if you have 20 years that you'd like to work and then you figure you have about 20 years of retirement, how much money per year of retirement do you really need? And is that enough? If we use that number and then divide by the number of years that you want to work, that means you need to earn X amount. Are we on plan to do that? Those kind you know, people of- just don't do that simple step, do they? No. It's really weird. You know, I think you could combine your mindset with the financial freedom. Yeah, that's a great point to make. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I think, you know, really back just just the beliefs that people have about money. You know, what what are your that's a great question to ask a client is what are your top three beliefs about money? And they might say, well, I don't know. What do you mean belief? Everybody has a belief about money. Mm-hmm. You know, like I believe money is easy to make. I actually truly believe that. That's what I believe. Money is easy to make. But that's a very different belief to a belief there's never enough money. Mm-hmm. And both those two beliefs are going to make a significant impact on actually how much money you've got. Yeah, I love that, Robin. And I think actually what you're doing is pointing to a sixth way to add value to clients in a very deep way. It's different from mindset. I think that it takes multiple beliefs to have a mindset. But if you want to drill down on a specific belief or assumption that's operating, that is holding a person back, like money is hard to make or money is the root of all evil and things like that, those are absolutely things that are, can be very good to work on. You probably take a little bit more skill, a little bit more personal experience, a little bit more experience, coaching that is, to do really good belief change work. It's a bit tougher than some of these other things, but beautiful, beautiful stuff happens when you go there. Yeah, I, I interviewed a financial coach once and I was really interested 
that most of the entire set, I thought it would be, I thought we would talk a lot about, you know, ways to make more money, really, or get more money in your life or whatever. Most of the interview was about mindset. It's really interesting. Okay, let's go to, oh, that's it. We've actually ripped through our awesome value to clients list. I'm I'm sure there's more. Were there any more that popped up for you? Yeah, I think that, you know, they're really, once you start thinking along these lines, be proactive rather than sitting back and saying, okay, well, what does a client want to work on today? Is to proactively think about your clients. I mean, I talk frequently about how, you know, especially for private clients, I have like what I call a slow cooker, like crock pot inside my, like in my heart for each one of the clients, you know, it says like has their photo on it, has their name on it and like, you know, toss things. It's like, okay, what's cooking in here? What are they bringing? And you know, what might they, what might be in their blind spot? What can I put into the conversation actively without them prompting it? And so, uh, I'm sure I'm convinced it's one of the reasons why, you know, people seem to, you know, appreciate the coaching with me is that it, I don't take that sort of sit back attitude of, okay, well, what do you want to talk about? I'm in there with them about it, you know? So different things like relationships, you could talk, you know, you could say you're working on helping people succeed in business. Well, how are their relationships, both internal in that business, like their team? How about with their spouses? Is this, is the business doing really well and the spouse really upset and on the verge of leaving? Okay, these are bigger picture things that often a client themselves may not bring to you, but you as a coach can add value. Health, the the physical health of the client. Yeah, I can can remember, Robin, early, early on in my coaching career, things seemed to be going so well for this client, and then they went to the hospital with a nervous breakdown. (gasps) Oh, no. And I mean, I coached them through it. I actually, you know, coached people from jail. I coached people in Hollywood. I coached people in the hospital. But, you know, I learned that the hard way. So it's good. It feels good to share with everyone here on Coach Street. You know, keep an eye on that client's health. But then, you know, you really, what can you do with that sort of thing unless the client speaks and speaks up and well, says something? Well, in that particular case, it's, it's like, well, you know, how's your energy? And are you working? And what kind of hours are you working? It's like, this seems like a really long to-do list and a really ambitious goal for this month. Don't just, you know, you're supposed to be spotting the client not just taking them at their word, right? Totally, you're right. It's that thing of being a bit more proactive and not the, what would you like to work on today, coach? Yeah. So, you know, one I thought of as well in line with that is in providing awesome value to your clients is to bring things to the session or to them that they might be interested in. So resources like reading, like often I'll see something, think, oh, that'd be great for that client and just shoot it off in a quick email or uh, connect connect a client with someone who might be able to help them achieve a goal. Uh, and I'm sure you do the same thing. So it's that's another way to bring awesome value to clients. Yeah, no. And you know what? See how fun it is. Did you just hear how we went, hit this silky place? So it's like thinking of our clients proactively is a completely different thing than just sitting back and like punching a clock and, okay, what question do you have for me today? That's not really coaching, honestly. It's not a coaching relationship, certainly. Long range plans. Lots of times clients will come to us with short term issues that are presenting like acute problems. Once you've gotten help them past that, then it can be really wonderful to just say, well, have you thought about what you're going to do next year? And then so when you do this that we're doing the coaching on right now, you could repeat that this time next year. Wouldn't that be fun to have something to do again? Like all of a sudden you're giving them a vantage point that's completely different that they may not have thought of. For um, sure. 
You know, just thinking back on all the things we've covered today, I just can't imagine why anyone would not have a coach. Like, why would you not have a coach? Because how fantastic would it be to have someone doing all of that for you? It would be so cool. I mean, that's, I think when I think of all the value that a coach delivers to a client, and particularly just listening to the passion and when you speak about your clients and how you really take them into your heart, I'm like, everyone wants to be your client. Like, why would you not want to have a coach like that who's going to deliver such awesome value? And that's, that's the difference. It really is, you know, like for those, uh, our listeners who are listening to Coach Street, we appreciate you so much because you care enough to want to improve. That is a huge difference. And, you know, stand in your value as you embrace these things. You know, I just love that there's more and more coaches joining mm-hmm. the profession. It's just so exciting to me how, how it's growing and how, how different all the backgrounds are now of people coming mm-hmm. to coaching. It's just so fantastic. So much better than 10 years ago, mm-hmm. I think. What are some of the new areas people are coming from to, to get coaching from? What are some of the new areas that you've noticed? Just curious. What I've noticed is we were talking about this the other day in, in the company. We were looking at some stats. And when we first started like 10, 12 years ago, about 80% of the students who came to us wanted to be a professional coach. So they were what I would call the career change coaches. They were coming in and changing career and setting up as a full-time professional coach. And what I've noticed now in the, the recent stats is that that's flipped around. We have something like 60 to 70% of our coaches now are coming with the view to blend coaching with what they're already doing. And it's led us to, in fact, we're doing a lot of work on what we're calling the blended coaching model, which is actually helping people do that even more. But what I've noticed is people are using their, they're not throwing out the baby with the dishwater and they're not sort of walking, turning their back on their past experience, but they're looking at how they can integrate that with coaching to provide a more rounded offering. Now, it could be in the coaching area or it could still be in the area they're in. Like, for example, you know, the yoga teacher who is doing the life coaching course, but still staying with yoga teaching and yoga workshops, but just putting in a coach approach. So there's that concept. Or there's the yoga teacher who is becoming a life coach for yoga teachers. So I'm just noticing that there's a lot more it's a different style and approach to coaching than, than I saw before. Yeah, the way that I would describe it is kind of like a, a, a shift from the noun of coaches and being a coach to the proliferation of the verb or the action of coaching. To so coach. Moving from coach, like, yes, to coach. And then that's really the act of it can be hybridized and blended with anything. And fewer, maybe fewer people are actually calling themselves a plain old coach. Yeah, maybe. And maybe that's the other thing that's happening. Yeah, no, it's, it's fascinating. I'd like to do a whole episode on that too, Andrew. We should write that down in our notes. Mm-hmm. I love it. It's really exciting. Okay, let's get into Spot, Spot the, the coaching. coaching. And now, Spot the Coaching. Now, neither of us discussed our Spot the Coaching before the episode today. Well, luckily, I actually have one, but I'd be happy oh, yeah. if you have one too. I have one too, but you know what? We could like, let's see yours. Right, well, mine is Spot the Coaching from last night watching telly before bed. And Cindy Lauper is out in Australia at the moment. And mm. so she was on this late night talk show. Now, did you know I saw her live in New York last year, perform no. live? Nice. Did I tell you about that? No. <gasps> 
Anyway, segue for a moment. Let me just tell you, it was the best concert. We were just walking down a street randomly. I was in New York for a week or so, walking down the street past the, oh, now I've forgotten the name of the theater. Everyone in New York knows it. I think it starts with B. Anyway, walking past this theater, saw her name in lights and thought, oh, yeah, I remember her. Let's go in and have a look. And they just had had a cancellation. We got four tickets, like three rows from the front, and it turned out to be a benefit concert, which was even better. So it had all sorts of people performing. Whoopi Goldberg was there. It was extraordinary. Anyway, she was amazing because I went in thinking, oh, look, really? I mean, how old is she? Can she sing still? You know, (laughs) so I was thinking she was extraordinary and she was up there on stage just totally being herself. So last night when I saw that she was on, I sat down and watched. Anyway, she was talking about her relationship with Lady Gaga. And one of the newsreaders asked a question about, you know, had had she supported her? And she gave this whole little speech about how when she first met her, she said, listen, don't do what happened to me. I had I was really different. I had lots of ideas about how I wanted to perform. And really, in many ways, it was performance art, not traditional stand up, just singing into a microphone. And all the music producers told me, don't do that. You, you really need to just stand still and you need to get your voice like this, and like that. And she listened to them. And her advice to Lady Gaga was just don't listen. You're unique. You're different. You can just be totally who you are and set your own agenda. And I thought that's just great coaching for anyone. Mm, beautiful. I love that. Yeah, it's yeah. good. Coaching Since is really everywhere. Coach, it really is everywhere. The verb to coach is everywhere. Well, there we have it. How to deliver awesome value to clients. Always fun chatting with you. What have you been up to lately? What have I been up to? Well, you know, it's winter here, so it's really, really cold. So lots of, um, lots of, uh, you know, sitting in front of log fires and reading. Actually, I've been doing a lot of reading. I've just started Insanely Simple the Steve Jobs book. Have you heard of that one? I haven't. I have heard of it, but I haven't read it. Well, that's what I'm reading. And that's really actually an answer to your question. What have I been doing? I've been simplifying in my business, particularly simplifying. And there's this great quote um, from not this book, actually, the the reason I started reading this is I had just finished the the other Steve Steve Jobs book, the really big one. I've forgotten what it's called, the biography. Anyway, in that book, he says that he wrote on the wall at Apple three words, simplify, simplify, simplify. And then he crossed out the second two simplifies. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I've been doing. I love it. Simplifying. Really? Yeah. Nice. Well, it sounds like heaven. And I so enjoy these episodes. So enjoy the listener feedback. Glad to hear you're enjoying Coach Street. And until next time with another exciting episode, right, Robin? Yeah, totally. Number whatever we're up to, eight. Getting up to eight. Mm-hmm. We'll see you guys soon. See you soon, Andrew. Bye-bye for now. If you want to become an accredited coach, drop Robin a line at robin at coachcampus.com or visit www.coachcampus.com. If you want to build your own successful coaching business, drop Andrea a line at andrea at wealthythoughtleader.com or visit www.wealthythoughtleader.com. Did you find this podcast helpful? Swing by iTunes to let us know your thoughts. 